All right, Treya. All earthly things with earth will fade away, but prayer grasps eternity. But I'm convinced of this, God does not hear prayer. He hears desperate prayer. Prayer is not a position, whether you need. Prayer is not a position, it's a disposition. You get to the place where you'd rather sweat, you'd rather weep in his presence than laugh in anybody else's presence. You'd rather God whisper a speaker into your heart that breaks you. And somebody give you the prizes that all the world covets. Prayer is almost the greatest human privilege that we have. morning church family uh, we're going to start a new series today uh, for the summer we're going to be spending several weeks talking about something that is extremely important to our spiritual lives one of the greatest disciplines that Christians have we're going to spend a couple of weeks talking about prayer now prayer is extremely vital to every Christian's life and it's a, a, a pretty simple reason it's because our power as believers is provided through prayer. So knowing that our power to live, our power to follow after Jesus is provided through the time that we spend in prayer talking to God, I think it would be significant for us to spend several weeks talking about what prayer actually is. So what is prayer? Well, this morning, I'm going to do my best to uh, define from several places throughout the Bible what prayer looks like and what we might define it to be. Now, I wish I had one place for you to open up to, but honestly, we are going to be all over Scripture as we look at a topic that fills almost every page of the Bible. I thought this morning, what if we made a list together of how we would define the word prayer? And I thought, man, it would probably be never-ending. Uh, we could add all sorts of things, a whole host of definitions to the word prayer. But instead, the simplest way that I know to define this word is by another word. It's the word communication. Prayer is simply spending time in conversation, in communication with God. Now, I thought about this in terms of every other relationship that we might uh, have in our lives. And if that relationship is a good relationship, one that's growing, one that's maturing, we would probably all agree that it's one that we spend time talking with that person, right? We think about relationships that aren't that uh, great for us or that aren't that close to us. We probably also never talk to them. But if it's a relationship, uh, someone in our life that we're close to, I would almost guarantee that it's probably probably because you spend a lot of time communicating, a lot of time talking to one another. I thought about a few of these. Um, maybe, maybe you would think about your, your closest friend. You might have several that kind of fit in that category, or you might have one uh, best friend in particular. Either way, I would guarantee that if that relationship is a strong one, it's probably because you spend time talking. Or I thought about like your spouse, right? If that relationship is healthy, key there, right? Healthy. Uh, I would guarantee that it's probably because you spend some time talking to each other. As a matter of fact, I was hearing uh, just recently about uh, a, a, a husband and wife and, and how they met and, you know, when they started dating and all that kind of stuff, but they didn't use the word dating. They used the word talking, right? Like that's the new buzzword now. We're not dating, we're 
talking. That's the beginning of a relationship. Why do you think we define it that way? Because communication is so important with the people who are closest in your life. I thought about your family. Some of your family uh, you're really close to, others in your family, maybe not so much, right? But I would guarantee that the ones in your family that you are closest with are probably the people that you spend time talking to, right? Would you agree? Communication is huge when it comes to a healthy relationship, which really leads me to one simple point for this morning. There is no relation without communication. You like that? That's pretty good, all right? A little catchy there. There is no relation without communication. The word relation literally means an existing connection between two things. I really do believe there's no way that you are connected relationally to anyone without communication, without talking to whoever that is. Now, this is not only true for our relationships with our family or friends or that special someone, whoever it might be. This is also true for our relationship with God. If we want God's power in our lives, then we must have a growing, healthy relationship with him. And our relationship with God can't grow if we're not spending time talking to him. And as we talk with God, as we pray, we get to know God just like we get to know other people when we talk to them. And when we get to know God better, when we begin to understand more of what he desires for us, then we will begin to see his power unleashed in our lives. Now, not saying that prayer is an easy thing, although I guess I am. I'm not saying it's something that we do a lot, but I will tell you this, it's simple. The process is simple. Spend time in prayer with God, get to know God better. It's like I just said, there is no relation without communication. So with that thought in mind, I want us to spend some time this morning in scripture looking at several things that prayer is. Now, this is not an exhaustive list. By the way, if we made an exhaustive list, I already told you we'd be in here all day long. So I'm just giving you the ones that I want to define prayer as from Scripture. Now, you could define prayer in lots of different ways, but I have the microphone this morning. And so I want to give you some things throughout Scripture, ways in which God has defined prayer that I think is important for us. We know it's communication, but what does it mean to talk to God. Well, think about it. Think about it similar to talking to anyone else that's important in your life. There are probably plenty of reasons that you talk to your family, you talk to your friends, or whoever it might be, and God is no different. So let me walk through a few things with you as we begin our discussion on prayer for the next several weeks. What is prayer? Prayer defined happening right now. Number one, here's the first thing I want you to think about. Prayer is serious talk with God. Prayer is what I would like to define as serious talk with God. Now think about this. There's no doubt that you talk with those who are close to you or most important to you when something serious happens in your life. You agree with that? Something big, some big moment, some, some huge thing, some serious, whatever it is, whatever uh, category you would, you, you know, you, or whatever things you would put in that category, I bet when that happens, whoever's closest to you, they're the first ones to hear about it. Now I thought about this through a couple of different lenses. Serious talk could be something sad, right? Like maybe it's a, a separation of some kind. It could be someone um, that's died or a relationship that's been severed and the pain is so real 
that you're uncertain of how you will continue going on in the future. When moments like that, huge sad moments happen in your life, I bet you find the people who are closest to you. Well, the psalmist would tell you this. He would tell you to cry out to God. Here's what he writes in Psalm 40 verses one through three. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. I do believe prayer is serious talk. When sad things happen, who better to go to than our God? But this could also be something that might be scary like a situation that you're in that you're unsure how to deal with. You need someone to talk to that can help you figure out what to do next, help you figure out how to handle it. When something scary happens in your life, I guarantee you talk to the people who are closest to you. Well, the psalmist would give you some advice about this as well from Psalm 34, 17. Here's what he writes. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Who better to go to in scary moments than to God? But this could also be something that's suffocating, or we might use the word stressful, right? Like a, a situation that's so hard, it's so overwhelming that you really feel like you just can't breathe. It's so overwhelming that you're constantly worried about what you're going to do and how you're going to deal with it. Well, Paul would tell you this. Here's his advice in Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything. Or in other words, don't worry, don't stress, don't suffocate. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Friends, prayer is certainly something that's serious. And you always need someone to help you through different situations that are sad or situations that are scary or situations that are suffocating or stressful. Prayer is the opportunity for you to talk to God about those things. I mean, who better could you talk to about the hard things in your life than the one who holds everything in the palm of his hands? Listen, I'm not sure what you're going through today, what kind of issues you're facing. I'm not sure what's happening in your life, but I do know that there is no one better to turn to than to God. Talk to him about the serious issues that are in your life. Let me show you another one, though. Prayer is not just serious talk with God. Prayer is secret talk with God. It's secret talk with God. How many of you have people who are closest in your life who know some secrets that nobody else knows, right? Like if you've got some things you don't want anybody else to hear about, you're probably not gonna put it on the screen for all these strangers to hear it, right? No, no, no. Those things are reserved for the people in your life who are closest to you. This could be something that you struggle with, that you uh, share with those who are closest. This could be something that you desire for your life that only a few people know about. As a matter of fact, I remember when we were transitioning to serve here in Saltillo and God was leading us this direction and we began to pray, God, is this what you want for our lives? It was a secret kind of moment for us. And so here's what we did. We let the people who were closest to our family know that we were asking God, is this the next move that he would have for our lives? Here's what I didn't do. I didn't stand up in front of the youth group that I was serving with at that time and go, hey everybody, just in case I might be leaving Pray with this about me, but I might actually still be here. I don't know. 
kind of up in the air, right? No, of course not. You're not sharing those kind of things, those intimate things with just everybody. You're doing that with the people who are closest to you. There are a lot of things in our lives that we share with only certain people because they're private. We don't want everyone to know about them. Well, who better to share our secrets with than God? Hey, can I let you in on a secret? He, he already knows them. Why not bring those things that are serious enough that you would keep them so secret that only the closest people in your lives would know about? Listen, there's no one better that can help you with your struggles. There's no one better that can help you achieve the desires of your heart than God. In fact, the Bible shares with us many different times that people got away from everyone and everything to spend time alone with God. But out of all those examples, there is no one better to look at than Jesus. Listen to this from Luke chapter 5, verse 16. But he, talking about Jesus, would withdraw to desolate places and pray. Desolate, right? No one else, just him and God. Mark 1.35, and rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, he, talking about Jesus, departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. Even Luke 22.41, listen to this, and he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed. Jesus even separated himself from the closest human relationships he had in his life so that he could spend time alone in secret with God. In fact, listen, Jesus commands us to pray in secret. He tells us to pray to God alone. Listen to this from Matthew 6, 6. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. I love what Andrew Murray wrote. He said, oh, let the place of secret prayer become to me the most beloved spot on earth. Friends, I don't know about you, but how often do you get alone with God in that one place where you break open everything in your heart before him? And if you do it, how much do you love that space? If you don't, friends, listen to me. Prayer is secret talk with God. Get alone with him. Lift up what you have to the one who matters most. Listen, prayer is serious talk with God. It is secret talk with God. Let me keep going though. Prayer is also spontaneous talk with God. This might be my most favorite. Prayer is spontaneous talk with God. How many of you have people in your lives that you are closest with that sometimes you just call them because you ain't got nothing else to talk about at all? You just want to talk to them. You know what I mean? People who are closest in your life, you're not, you didn't show up at their house for any particular reason. You didn't call them for any reason. You didn't text them for any reason. Your only reason for checking in was you just simply wanted to talk. Well, certainly there's no one that we care about more than God. And I think personally that our love for God can be seen in the time that we spend with him in prayer. Paul puts it like this in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. He says, pray without ceasing. You know what he's saying? Always, all the time, whatever it is. It might be serious. It might be secret. It might be spontaneous. It don't matter. Spend time talking to the one who is most important in your life. Paul would also say it like this in Ephesians 6:18, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication. Pray for all the saints. In his book, Power Through Prayer, E.M. Bounds writes this sentence. He says, the little estimate we put on prayer is evident from the little time we give to it. 
I'm gonna read that to you again. The little estimate we put on prayer is evident from the little time we give to it. You know, one of the great reformers once said that he couldn't get on with his day without spending two hours in prayer with God before he started. People asked him why. He said, there's so much to do, so much to battle. There's so much to, 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 to wrestle with in our world that I need God every moment, and he couldn't spend less than two hours in prayer. Listen, think about the countless hours we spend talking to people that we care about. I mean, we spend who knows how long talking to friends, talking to family. You include your texts. You include social media interaction. And I'm be honest with you, we probably have no idea how much time we spend talking. But I wonder, can you calculate how much time you spend talking to the one who matters most. I wonder this, do you spend enough time talking to God? Listen, most of the talk that we spend with one another really isn't even that important in the large scheme of things. We just simply do it because we enjoy spending time with those that we care about. If that's the case, then why do we not spend as much time as possible talking with God? There certainly can be no one that we consider to be more important than him. So talk to God constantly about everything in your life. He cares. You remember what we closed out our study in 1 Peter with? He wrote 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Friends, prayer is serious talk with God. It is secret talk with God. It is spontaneous talk with God. Let me show you another one. Prayer is what I like to call sticky talk with God. Sticky. And you're like, Danny, what, what in the world are you talking about? Well, the more time we spend talking with someone, sharing our problems and our hearts with them, the more we will become connected to that person. Think about it. The more time you spend talking to someone and getting to know them, the closer you become as friends. In fact, the more time you spend talking with someone and getting to know each other, the more you begin to care about the things that that person cares about. It's simply because getting to know someone unites your hearts and your lives together. You care about each other. Can I just tell you this, friends? The same is so true with our relationship with God. The more time we spend talking to God, the more we begin to care about what he cares about. Talking with God is sticky. We get stuck on the same things he's stuck on. I love how A.B. Simpson put it. He said, prayer is the link that connects us with God. If that's true, if prayer is the link that connects us with God, then think about your own prayer life this morning and think about how well connected you are because of it or how much you're not. Listen to what scripture tells us about those who call out to God. This is from Psalm 145, 18. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He's near to all who call. James put it like this in James 4, 8. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Connection happens as we spend time talking to God. You draw near to him. Let me tell you something, friends. He promises he will draw near to you. Dallas Willard, he wrote this. Prayer becomes talking with God about what we are doing together. Listen, the more we talk and spend time together, the more we are invited into a deeper relationship with God. It's a sticky kind of talk. And before we know it, we begin to want what God wants 
we begin to see what God sees. Richard Foster wrote, the closer we come to the heartbeat of God, the more we see our need and the more we desire to be conformed to Christ. I don't know about you, friends, but I want more of that, right? I want more desire to be like God. I want more conforming to the image of his son. In fact, I thought to myself when I was walking through this, I thought, is that why I don't spend time in prayer sometimes? Is it because I want my way? Is it because I don't want to change? Is it because I want to do what I want to do? Prayer changes that, breaks all that up. It destroys the selfishness in your heart as you begin to connect and link and get in tune with God. It's sticky. You become more like Jesus. Listen, prayer is serious talk with God. It is secret talk with God. It is spontaneous talk with God. It is sticky talk with God. Let me show you another one. Prayer is strong talk with God. It's strong talk. Now, I was, I, was, I was processing this, and I was thinking about those moments that we've all been in where we've talked with someone, and they've encouraged us or challenged us to the point that we felt empowered to do more than we ever thought we could do before. I think about my own call to ministry. I had somebody in my life who was encouraging me, who was talking to me, who was uh, challenging me. I didn't think I was good enough or worthy enough. I didn't think God would ever use me that way, but the more he spoke truth into my life, the more I felt empowered to do what God wanted me to do. I call this strong kind of talk, right? I mean, this could be from a friend that believed in you. It could be from a teacher that knew you could do better. This could be a coach that knew you had more potential and ability or a boss that knew that you could accomplish more. I mean, the list could go on and on and on. Well, friends, listen, if that kind of encouragement can come from someone who's just like you and me, how much more could encouragement come if that person is God. There's no one that can empower us like God can. And there are times when we talk to him with the intention of receiving strength that only he can give. I'm reminded instantly of a story in Genesis 32 where Jacob, one of our, our, our forefathers, wrestled with God all night, literally. An angel, God, Jesus, before he was uh, uh, born in the flesh. I don't know who it was. There's a lot of speculation, but him and God literally wrestled together all night. And he talked with God, and he would not let God leave until God blessed him. Now, that is some strong talk that must have been happening in that moment. He knew that God was the only one who could do something great in his life, and he would not let go till God moved. I think about Elijah when he was battling all those prophets of Baal, and they were challenging one another to see whose God was the real God. And Elijah said, you know what? I'm gonna pray out, I'm gonna call out to my God, and he's gonna show you exactly who he is. And in 1 Kings 18, not only did God show up and send fire down to consume the offering that was on the altar, he consumed all the prophets of Baal and destroyed his enemies. That's some strong kind of talk right there. I think about the disciples when they prayed for bold to continue to share the gospel even when they were faced with death. Listen to this. This is Acts 4, 29 through 30. Here's what they prayed. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Friends, sometimes we need to spend time seeking God to the point that he will not leave, his presence will not go until he moves. Prayer is serious talk, secret talk, it's spontaneous talk, it's sticky talk, it's strong talk. Let me show you another one. I only have eight, stay with me. 
Prayer is silent talk with God. This is number six, by the way, if you're counting. Prayer is silent talk with God. Danny, that don't make sense. How can it be talk if it's silent? You ever have one of those moments where you had someone close to you come with a problem that you had no answer to? They come to you with some issue and you're just like, man, I, I, I got nothing I can say. I got nothing I can offer. I got nothing I can do. You ever had those moments where you had somebody closest to you or you went to somebody that you were close to and you just poured out your heart and nothing was said at all, but when you got done, they thanked you? You ever had one of those moments? And the whole time you're just thinking, I didn't, I didn't even say anything, right? They didn't need you to. What they needed you to do was listen. Hey, can I tell you this, friends? <laughs> Sometimes God just needs us to stop talking and he just needs us to listen. Here's a famous story about the prophet Elijah in the Old Testament. It's in 1 Kings chapter 19. What's significant about this is it's right after 1 Kings 18 when Elijah prayed fire down from heaven and it consumed the prophets of Baal, right? That huge historic moment, one chapter later, Elijah's running for, for his life because he's scared of people even after seeing the fire of God come down from heaven. Doesn't that sound like us? One moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next moment, uh, right? Just ebb and flow of our lives. Famous story, 1 Kings 19. The Lord wants to speak to Elijah. He's running for his life. He's hiding inside of a cave. God finds him and he's like, hey, I, I, I want to talk to you. I'm going to pass by. I want, you, I want you to hear me speak, Elijah. So Elijah steps out from the cave that he was in so that he could hear the voice of God. And it's a famous account. You've heard it before. Here's, here's how it's recorded in 1 Kings 19, 11 through 12. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. Now listen, can you imagine this moment? Elijah's standing out on a cliff looking at the mountains, and a wind passes by when the Lord comes, and it knocks down mountains. <laughs> He's not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, listen to this, the sound of a low whisper. Elijah had to get real quiet so that he could hear God speak to him. Friends, how often is that us? How often are there times where we don't slow down enough in our lives to hear from God? Listen, other times we need to speak to God, but we're so burdened that we don't even know what to say. Sometimes the silence is us shutting our mouths and listening to God, finding that whisper when he's trying to speak to us in those moments. Other times, though, we've got things to say to him, but it's silent prayer, silent talk, because we don't even know what to say. We don't even have the words to express what the Lord is doing in our lives. Here's what the Bible says about that in Romans 8, 26 through 27. It says, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. There, there are times where we need to simply be silent and allow God to speak to us and allow God to speak through us. Listen, prayers. Serious talk, secret talk, spontaneous talk, sticky talk, strong talk, silent talk. Let me show you number seven. Prayer is specific talk with God. 
Sometimes we know what to say or we don't need to say anything at all. Sometimes it's very specific where God's wanting us to call out in a very particular way. Listen to this from Luke 11, verse 9. And so I tell you, this is Jesus talking, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. Shortly after that, he goes on, verse 11, You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? James put it like this in James 4.2. You don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. Listen, God wants to hear from your heart. You don't have to make everything this generalization. Pray specifically on your heart. Talk to him as you would your closest friend. Prayer is serious talk with God. It is secret talk with God. It is spontaneous talk with God. It is sticky talk with God. It is strong talk with God. It is silent talk with God. It is specific talk with God. Let me give you the last one. And everyone cheers. Prayer is sacred talk with God. I love what Martin Luther wrote, great reformer. He said, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. You catch that? That's how much we need God. That's how sacred our time with him should be. You say, Danny, what do you mean? Nothing else should get in the way of it. Nothing else should stop it. Nothing else should be more important than the time that we get with God before his throne. There's nothing than talking with God. F.B. Meyer, I love what he wrote. He said, the greatest tragedy of life is not unanswered prayer, but unoffered prayer. I want to read it to you again. The greatest tragedy of life is not unanswered prayer, but unoffered prayer prayer. Listen, friend, I'm not sure how important prayer has been to you before or how important it is to you now. All I know is that if you're a follower of Christ, there's no way you can live out each day without spending time talking to God. So let me just ask you a question as we, as we wrap up this morning. Just think about this. What does your prayer life look like? Do you ever spend time talking with God. Listen, there are all kind of things over these next few weeks that we'll give you that'll try to help and, and boost and, 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 and help you have be a prayer journal. Some of you might, you know, be good with that. You want to write things down and pray for them every day and, uh, you know, put little notes by what's happened as you prayed for them. It might be some formula that, that will help you, some acrostic like pray, uh, which, which stands for praise, request, admit, or yield, or, or the acrostic acts. People use that a lot. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. It might be some kind of challenge. You ever heard of the 7-Up Challenge? For seven days, as soon as you get up, you spend seven minutes with God. You make that commitment. I mean, you roll out of your bed, you hit a timer, and until it goes off for seven straight days, you spend time with God. It might be some prayer app that you've never heard about. I promise you, if you go to your app store, you put the word prayer in, it will pop up all sorts of resources that can help you have a better prayer life. But listen to me. Better than that. 
Listen to what Andrew Murray wrote. Reading a book about prayer, listening to lectures, and talking about it is good, but it won't teach you to pray. You get nothing without exercise, without practice. I might listen for a year to a professor of music playing the most beautiful music, but it won't teach me to play an instrument. Can I challenge you with something this morning? There's only one thing you need to do to increase your prayer life, and that's simply spend time talking to God. You know what's unique about that challenge? I'm about to give you the opportunity to do just that. It might have been weeks, days, it might be years since you've spent time with God, just you and him. Well, guess what, friend? This morning, you have an opportunity to get alone, just you and God. Jesus went a stone's throw from his disciples to get alone with God. Can I tell you something? I feel like you might be able to get a stone's throw away from people in here this morning. You might want to come to this altar. You might want to pray right where you are in the lobby in just a moment and say, Danny, I got something heavy. I want you to pray with me. Friends, let's spend some time talking to the one who matters most. Or listen to this. You might be here this morning. You say, Danny, I've never prayed before. Can I tell you something? Your first prayer might need to be you surrendering your life to Jesus. Hey, can I tell you something? I'm gonna be in that lobby. I'd love to take my Bible, open it up, and tell you how Jesus can change your life forever. You need to pray to receive Christ. Let's do it today. Regardless, maybe prayer needs to start right now. Let me begin. Father, we love you. Thank you, Jesus. You're awesome.